everyone. Today is July 9th, 2022, and this is the Dual Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. I'm going to start with the, I guess, omniscient, omnipresent is more of the word, uh, topic in this whole Yu-Gi-Oh! world. And that is the, um, if, if you're not aware, if, you, if you're part of this community, you're probably aware of this or you've seen it on the news, or you've seen it on whatever, but the, uh, the guy who created Yu-Gi-Oh! From the, from the manga, from the beginning, Kazuki Takahashi, has died. And it happened earlier this month. We don't really know exactly when that happened, but um, that was discovered. And uh, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was something I found out in the beginning of the day, I think on... Thursday or Wednesday, I forget what day it was, but it was something I didn't really, it didn't hit me until later on when I, when I was able to get home and I saw, uh, some stuff online. So it didn't hit me at first. At first the name did ring a bell and it, 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 it occurred to me that that's the name that's on every single card. It's, it's like, um, it has his name in 1996 copyright or whatever. Every single card has his name on it. So you're a collector of the TCG. It's definitely burned into your, into your subconscious. So, yeah, and then you start. You turn on the games, um, Duel Links or Master Duel, whatever. There's that section about it, and yeah, it's it's something that affects us all in this community because we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. We wouldn't have the same interest in this common thing. Um, Without his work, seminal work in the beginning of creating it, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he had a hand in the other stuff, like the anime in the card game or anything like that. But the manga is where it all started. So, yep, that is. Um, it's a bummer. It 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 uh, definitely happened. His death happily, uh, definitely happened too soon, um, and. My condolences to everyone who is affected by this. Um, definitely, everyone in this community does feel something and feels sad for it. But I think with what we have right now, the game is—I um, mean, the the franchise is better than it has been in quite some bit. It, it definitely has had a second wind with um, the new games coming out, and we will. Honor, I guess, the legacy of Mr. Takahashi by continuing to enjoy, continuing to duel, continuing to partake our this as our as our interest uh, with our free time or our main main time for some for some folks. So, yep, uh, in honor of him, we will uh, keep going with this, um, keep going with our interests and. Uh, Keep loving this uh, franchise. So that said, I will get to esports. I think I'll start there. I'll skip my week this week. There's nothing really exciting going on there. So let's start with esports. I'm just gonna pull up a uh, tournament. I think right now the actually the KCGT first round is going on. 
I believe they said it was supposed to begin on the ninth, so it's it, it may, the first round may be over. They may have started eliminating some people, or they've gotten down to a certain number of players. Down, they're down to so. Let's see, Dolan's Meta Weekly 234 happened a few days ago. Burning Abyss has completely uh, kind of taken over the scene, the, the tournament scene here. In terms of the top 32, 12 were Burning Abyss and 6 were Triple D. So um, these two are the top decks and everyone else is kind of like lagging behind. There's, there's a lot of variety in the decks that showed up besides them. First place, Yoda, Mind of the Plana, Burning Abyss. Um, you know, Burning Abyss has a lot of... It's a it's a mill deck. Um, they do rank 3 XCs. They have rank 6 now. They have like a synchro player. Um, what do you want to say about that? They have, you know, core cards. The Burning Abyss cards, which are Skarm. Seer, those are both uh, three ofs. Farfa is a um, limit three, but you could kind of finagle of it. So this deck, um, like I said, Skarm and Seer, three each. Two Farfa, two Libic, three Alich, two Rubik, and two Barbar. Um, Tour Guide, of course, is a limit one. One Crane Crane. This is a setup card for an XZ summon. Two Fiendish Rhino Warriors. So this is usually a card you see three of, so this might be a budget thing. Um, one Kiteroid. Two BLS Envoy of the Beginning, which is available to everyone now. One Lightning Vortex. One Skill Prisoner. So this is the other Limit 3 card that they used with Farfa. And two and one Treacherous Trap Hole. The Treacherous Trap Hole and Kiteroid are both the Limit 2s. Extra Deck Virgil is the Synchro Monster. Two Dante's. One Nightmare Shark, that's just like a extra 2,000 burst if you need that final shot. Two copies of Beatrice, the rank 6. And finally, one copy of Phantom Knights of Break's Sword. Second place, Bixie, Command to Doom King, and Double, Triple D, whatever. Um, this deck has pretty much stabilized since the nerfs. There's not much more they can do here, uh, given the limited options. Three copies of Doom King Armageddon, three Swirl Slime, three... Oblivion King, Abyss, Ragnarok, one Dog, one Orphros, two Kepler, one Thomas, three Book of Moon, three Dark Contract with Gate, one Dark Contract with Witch, and the extra deck has a whole um, galaxy component here. Triple D, Flame, High King, Genghis, that's the only fusion monster in this deck. In terms of XZs, we have Coach King, Giant Trainer, one of the better rank 8s, uh, Zombiestein, rank 8, Sanifon, the Sky Prison, rank 8, and then the Galaxy Guys, Galaxy Eyes Cypher Dragon, Galaxy Eyes Cypher Blade Dragon, and Galaxy Eyes Full Armor Photon Dragon. So you could run these three together in a package, pretty much. Your extra deck does have that ability, especially with the rank 8s. Top 4, Lassoon, Mind of the Plana, uh, Burning Abyss. A uh, smaller deck here, 26 cards. Uh, no BLS, notably, in this deck. And top four, Reign of Command of the Doom King, Triple D. Pretty much the same exact deck as the last one. Uh, minus a copy of the... Um, probably Book of Moon or something. Yeah, one less Book of Moon. Come to another tournament. The Swaysen Weekly number one. First time tournament here. Let's see what's going on here. 
Yeah, I gotta whip up the translator here, unfortunately. Just pulling up the Google Translate. The first place is amber, tie that binds uh, burning abyss. Notably, there's this is a little bit of spice in this deck. There's no there's no spells or traps. It's all monsters, and <laughs> uh, any of those um, back row cards have been replaced by Santa Claus. So this deck runs three copies of Santa Claus. Uh, one of those cards that uh, is probably eventually going to get creeped by the kaiju's. The kaiju's are pretty uh, powerful in. Um, in Master Duels, but Santa Claus does the same thing. We pretty much sacrifice your opponent's card and give them a monster. Um, otherwise, um, I'll just go through the deck. Three copies of BLS. Actually, let's just start with the Burning Abyss cards. Three Skarm, three Seer, three Farfa, so it's a full limit three. Three Libic, two Elich, and three Barbar. So then the other cards, one Tour Guide. Three BLS Envoy of the Beginning, the three Santa Claus, three Fiendish Rhino Warrior, and three White Princess. The extra deck com completely is pretty consistent too. One Virgil, three Dante, and three Beatrice. Second place is Shiroru, Commander Doom King, Triple D. Again, uh, not much more going on here. Three Doom King Armageddon, three Swirl Slime, three. Oblivion, King Abyss, Ragnarok, one Dog, one Orphos, two Kepler, one Thomas. Those are that's a pretty coarse set right there. Two Book of Moon, three Dark Contract with Gate, one Dark Contract with Witch. And the extra deck's the same as the last Triple D deck I I've talked about. Up four is again Dora deck. Norizu with the determination to fight Gandora deck. And Gandora decks, as you know, have a whole smattering of different cards. So you start off Gandora, two Giga Rays Gandora, the Dragon of Destruction, one regular Gandora. Um, you've got some gadgets, so three gold gadget, two silver gadget, two green, two red, and one yellow. Uh, and that's just to satisfy the uh, determination to fight requirements. You've got Infinitrax, three Infinitrax Anchor Drill, three Harvesters, two Infinitrax Trenchers, and three Heavy Forward as a spell. And uh, other cards, Ancient Gears, Ancient Gear Box, 3 Wyvern, Tackle Crusader, Speedroid, I mean Kiteroid. Yeah, it's a whole mess of cards. And top 4, Copa, Command of the Doom King, Triple D. This one's a little more spicy because they do include the Chaos King Apocalypse, who was the main uh, model of the box uh, that came in. The Triple D Apocalypse box. Um, yeah. I don't know if they had a Turbo Duel. Yeah, Dueling's Meta Weekly also had a, the Turbo Duel in the Meta Freakly 155. First place, Macopino, Macopin 04 is the... Um, they use Jack Atlas's uh, bike, Phoenix Whirlwind, and Draw Sense Low Level uh, Buster Bladers. Uh, so this deck, three copies of the Buster Whelp, three copies of Buster Blader, the Destruction Swordsman. Um, three... Destruction Sword Memories, one Karma of the Destruction Swordsman. So they're missing the Quick Play, the other Quick Play spell, which is interesting. 
Other cards are pretty much control cards. Three Book of Moon, two Econ, one Bottomless Trap Hole, one Drowning Mirror Force, three Floodgate. Second place, Patricio Ray used Yuya's Dual Runner for the Pendulums. Shangke, Shangsheng, um, Pendulum, Magician, Odd Eyes, whatever. Uh, three copies of Odd Eyes, Pendulum, Dragon, two uh, Skull Crowbat Joker, two Shangke, Magician, two Second Donkey, one Noble Dragon, one Shangsheng, one uh, Perform Pal, Odd Eyes, Minotaurus, one Odd Eyes, Arc, Pendulum, Dragon, three Spy Flame Strike, one Sky Iris, two MST, two Forbidden Lance. Top four, Unknown. Phoenix Whirlwind, which is Jack Atlas, Command of the Doom King, Triple D. This is pretty much the same exact deck that we've mentioned before, except there's no um, Double D Orphos in this deck. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's a 20-card deck. And top four, Torso. This is uh, Leo's Dual Board, Power of the Dark, Metal Foes. So pure Metal Foes deck, which means you throw in all those uh, normal... Monster synergies. So three gold driver, three steel and three vol flame, three silvered, um, one metal foes fusion, one full metal foes fusion, normal synergy stuff, rescue hamster, three copies of rescue rabbit, two summoners art, one painful decision, and a dark world shackles. This is just a random equip spell. Uh, I don't know why this is in the deck. It's kind of like a control card. The equipped monster can't attack. Inflict 250 damage to the controller. It's kind of like it's kind of like Ikabayu Drakmord, if you remember that card from way back. So this goes all into the power rankings. The power rankings pretty much flip the tier 1 decks. So Burning Abyss is top dog now. 23.3, Triple D, 22.8. Fairly equal. Um, I think Triple D was definitely in the lead before, but now you've got two fairly powerful decks pretty much taking up the top four in most tournament scenes. Tier 2, Galaxy Photon's the only deck here at 7.5. Tier 3, Odd Eyes has fallen down to this one at 6.8. Gandora at 5.7. Metal Foes, 5.6. And Necroz at 4.1. So other news going on is the Cross Duel series is going to release soon it's already soft released in some uh place some countries and um i don't know how much i'm going to dabble into this game i i definitely will put it in like the last priority for me because i already have these two other games to play and i don't have that much time so this is more like a like a rpg i think um you pick an ace monster, there's a lot of different ace monsters from all the different series, even Yu-Gi-Oh! 7. So you could you could pick that newest monster just for fun. And, uh... I don't know what you do here. I mean, <laughs> you pick the ace monster. Are they, like, your deck master? I don't really know what happens here. But, um... You... I mean, you have to duel, clearly. You have to duel to do your dailies and things like that. It, it, this is, like, cross-duel is, like, a 4-on-4 four four situation, I think. It's not really, like, like a tag-duel game, but it could it could be a tag-duel game in some formats. Uh, 
I honestly don't know anything about cross duels. Like I'm trying to find more information about it. They do have some videos of gameplay and stuff like that. Uh, let me see if there's a Reddit. Cross duels has been launched. People are trying to get into it uh, before, but now that it's actually here in certain countries. So, yeah, I'm just going to wait for more news about cross tools. I can't really say anything besides they have the chosen um, deck masters or, or ace monsters, whatever they call them. And, uh, yeah, I think it'll be something I'll talk about every so often if, I, if there's more news about it. But it's not going to be like a main, a main uh, hot button topic on this podcast. Move on to the Turbo Dual Grand Prix, something I can actually talk about. So this is going on again. Um, PvP event. Two new cards. And uh, one of them is actually pretty good. First one's called Rose Girl. This is a Earth Level 3 Plant Tuner. 800 attack, 600 defense. If a face-up plant monster you control is sent to the graveyard, except during the damage step, you can special summon this card from the hand. If a plant monster is on the field and this card's in the graveyard, you can add this card to your hand. You can only use one effect per turn and only once that turn. This is a combo card. Um, they're trying to set up two synchro mo- two synchro summons in a row, like they say, the Excel synchro. And this is a Rose card, so it works with the Akiza cards. You get the Black Rose Dragon out, and then this card's in the hand, and you play this. And then you move into the Ruddy Rose Dragon. I think that's really the whole point of this. Tuners have gone a long way. They're... Like you can't really play a tuner if they just normal summon. This one comes out fast. It's not coming out of the deck, so it's coming out of the hands. So it's not as good. It's not like a premium card. A premium card would just be like cheated out of the deck, so this is not not that. Um, but definitely a piece for the... Um, if Rose Dragon becomes a standalone deck, this would be part of it. We got a lot of support from the structure deck that came out, the Rose Dragon structure deck, not that long ago. Other card, back to square one, normal spell. Discard one card, target one monster in the field, place that target on the top of the deck. This one could be useful, actually. Um, the most viable comparison is Tribute to Doomed, another normal spell where you target a monster and destroy it with the cost of a discard. So these are one for twos, uh, which aren't great for resource purposes, but you can even it out in that you... You are running a deck where you want to destroy, discard stuff. So let's say you're playing the, the Fossil deck. And the Fossil deck wants cards in the graveyard so you can set up the Fossil Fusion. This card will supply that. It will help you discard cards. Now discarding cards is not as good as deck disposal. Deck disposal is like Foolish Burial where you can just toss it straight from the deck. That's better than this. But this is removal. And... Um, you can kind of treat this like Raigeki Break or Karma Cut, except it's a spell card, so it's faster. You don't have to wait a turn for the trap. And this type of monster removal is pretty good. I think this is better than removing to the graveyard, and it's even better in speed duels, because you could try to win that turn. You kill your opponent that turn, so they can't even draw the card anymore. Um, bouncing cards to the bottom of the deck is usually the better option, or randomly into the deck, but first uh, card back into the deck is not great. But it is pretty good. It's like it's not as good as the other bounce effects. 
Uh, this is pretty good against an extra deck monster because then they just go back to the extra deck and you pretty much your opponent has pretty, opponent has pretty much wasted their resources to make that monster. So definitely good for those monsters. Now this type of card can be outclassed by Lightning Vortex, which will destroy all of your opponent's special summon monsters. This one only does one, so you you have to think about whether this is better than Lightning Vortex. I mean, Lightning Vortex destroys. This has the advantage of not destroying your monster. So, really, this... I think this will see play. Like, this is the only card of its type where it bounces a card to the deck at the cost of a card. So it definitely has to be the right deck where you want the Graveyard Synergy. You want to dispose of something. And against an opponent opponent who does not want anything in the Graveyard... Who wants stuff in the Graveyard. So, you put it back in the deck, and then that... They don't have to trigger any graveyard effects. So I think this will see some play in some limited settings. Alright, so we're digging into the one card here. This is the Ranked Duel Rewards from July 2022. It's advisable to get at least one of these cards, even though it's hard to duel nowadays myself. It is uh, a decent card. This is Shadow of the Six Samurai Shien. Rank 4, Earth, Warrior, 2 level 4, 6 Sams, 2,500, 400. Once per turn, quick effect, you can detach a material from this card. Target a 6 Sam monster you control with less than 2,000 attack. It's an original attack becomes 2,000 until the end of the turn. This is not, like, amazing, but it does fill a void. Um, 6 Sams are pretty much just level 5 Synchro and then some rank 4 XCs. This can make any of those level 4 monsters hit for 2,000 for a turn. Even the the ones that are not level one, uh, level 4. So Fuma can be used to hit for 2,000. So that does fit a void where you, you're stuck with Fuma. This card does not need Fuma though. It's like 2 level 4 monsters. So you, you could do this easily with the other 6 Samurai monsters. Because they do swarm pretty well. Um, with the Dojo and... Um, Samurai United, they do gain card advantage pretty well. They special summon. They have various trap cards that bring cards back. Uh, so they do, they can re- use the graveyard for that advantage. Uh, this is a combat trick, so it's a quick effect. Uh, we're seeing more and more cards like this, so these are these are good effects. And you could use that combat trick against your opponent, make use of the 2000 attack, and hit through your opponent. So yeah, this is a good card. It's nothing amazing though. It's, I mean, it's, it's decent power, same power as the Synchro Monster, and uh, you're you're getting all the benefits synergy of six six Sam cards. So dual wield works with this card, I think. Um, yeah, the rank four XZ's cards are pretty good though. So you're probably only gonna run one of these cards. Um, yeah, I'll definitely snag a copy of this. As a UR ticket. Alright. So the rest of this episode. We'll just go back to the main box. Shining Sunrise. And go through some archetype cards. In the R's and N's. Alright. So the box from the R's and N's. Mainly conclude. I mean includes three archetypes. Let's start with the fossil one. This is Jim's. All of Jim's cards here. Fossil Fusion, Normal Spell. 
Fusion summon one fossil monster from your extra deck by banishing fusion materials listed from either graveyard. If you're banished monsters, if you banish monsters from both graveyards, now our players can target that special summon monster with monster effects. That's interesting. If a face-up fossil fusion is destroyed by battle or card effect, when this is in the graveyard, you can add this from the graveyard to your hand. It does a lot. The main appeal of this card is to banish enemy monsters and use them as material, so that really does good control. Um, precludes the need of like a Necro Valley or sealed tombs, anything like that. So, yeah. But some, something to consider is if your opponent gets off on cards moving from the graveyard to the banished zone. So, you have to be wary of cards that do that and not use those cards as material. In any event, this... Your fossil fusions work with many different levels, so it's good. And you should run like a whole variety of these fossil fusions so you can accommodate for different deck types and other things of that nature. This also has some extra abilities. If you um, banish stuff from, from both graveyards, which is what you wanted to do, that monster can't be destroyed by monster effects that turn, I guess. Or forever. I guess it's forever, so it's pretty good. The monster gains an immunity to monster effects. Neither player can target that monster of mar- monster effects. So it's not just destroy. It's any banish effect, any flip face down. They're immune. So this is going to get you through a lot, actually. This anti-target ability is going to get you through a lot. But they can get destroyed. Let's say like you do a Black Rose Dragon and destroy the board. Your guys are going to get destroyed. So that's that. If the monster is destroyed, you can add this card back to your hand. So this does so many different things. Very good, um, very good archetype fusion card. Not only do you banish stuff from your opponent's graveyard, you, you give your monsters immunity to targets, and um, yeah, you get to get it back when it's destroyed. Let's go through these fusions. First one is the Fossil Warrior Skull Knight, level six. Uh, Earth Rock, a rock, and a level five or six, twenty four hundred, eleven 1, hundred. Must be special summons with Fossil Fusion. It inflicts piercing battle damage on defense monsters. When it destroys a monster by battle, you can make it have a second attack in a row. And you can banish this card from the graveyard, target one monster in the field, and destroy it. So yeah, this is a good card. 2400 with piercing, you can hit again. That's not amazing, but it could be an OTK. And when it's in the graveyard, you can destroy a monster. So that's one thing. Its companion is the Skull Wagon, which is another level 6 Earth Rock Fusion. A rock monster in your graveyard and a level 5 or level 6 monster. 1700-1500. Must be special summoned with Fossil Fusion. This card can make 2 attacks on monsters during each battle phase. When this card destroys an opponent's monster by battle, you can inflict 400 damage to your opponent. You can banish this from the graveyard and target a spell or trap on the field and destroy it. This is not better than the um, Skull Knight because the Skull Knight's really going to get towards you know ending the game while this guy just you know hits for seventeen hundred and inflicts a little bit of burn. This is a card you want to include though because you want to destroy a spell or trap. So you want to send this card in the graveyard, pretty much just make it send it to the graveyard with time stream or something, and then pop a card on pop a spell or trap on the board. So it's, that's really what this card's all about. 
Alright, Fossil Warrior Skull Bone. This is a level 4 rock rock monster, level 4 lower monster, 2800. Must be special summoned with Fossil Fusion. This card can make 2 attacks on monsters during each battle phase. You can banish this from the graveyard at a time stream from your deck to your hand. So this is a level 4 lower. It covers a lot of different levels, so that's why it's there. 2000 attacker and attack twice. And you can tutor time stream when you send this to the graveyard and banish it away. Alright, Skullgar, Fossil Dragon Skullgar, level 4, Rock rock Monster, level 4, lower monster, in your opponent's graveyard, 2500 attack, 0 defense. Must be special summoned with Fossil Fusion, inflicts piercing, and you can banish this from the graveyard, add a Fossil Fusion from your deck to your hand. So this is a better monster than the Skull Bone, 2500 attacker, but it is conditional on your opponent having a level 4 or lower monster in the graveyard. The Skull Bone can be used with any level 4 monster. So that's really where the difference lies, is this is reliant on your opponent having stuff in the graveyard. So you can't really do it on turn 1. But this does let you tutor Fossil Fusion. So they all have their different uses. Finally, the Skull Buggy. This is Fossil Machine Skull Buggy, level 4. Rock Monster, 1 Rock Monster in your graveyard, in a level 4 lower monster, 1400-1200. Unless you special summon with Fossil Fusion. When this destroys an opponent monster by battle, you can inflict 300 damage. You can banish this from the graveyard, add a monster that lists Fossil Fusion from your deck to your hand. This is the least valuable attacker, and this requires the rock monster in your graveyard in a level 4 or lower. But this uh, is the best tutor, because when this is in the graveyard, you can banish it for any of your any card in this archetype that mentions Fossil Fusion. So really, this card's not really for attacking. It's to be leveled up with Time Stream, and uh, you tutor another card. So that's really the whole goal of this. Overall, all of these Fossil Fusions, you can fit them into your extra deck. They all have different summoning conditions, so you would want to include a wide as range as possible. Let's get to the Super Quants. Might be the most expensive archetype of this set. Super Quantal Mech King Great Magnus. This is the boss monster, level 12, light machine, rank 12, excuse me, three level 12 monsters, 3600, 3200. If this is sent to the graveyard, you can special summon three Super Quantal Mech Beast, XZ's monsters with different names from your graveyard. This card gains these effects based on the number of materials with different names attached to it. Two or more. Once per turn, you can main phase quick effect. Detach one mox material from this card. Shuffle one card from the field to the deck. Four or more. It's unaffected by card effects except for super quant cards. And six or more. Your opponent cannot add cards from the deck to the hand by card effects. So this is like a combination of all three of the um, XZ's monsters. But you're not really going to be able to take advantage of all the effects. Really, you're just going to have two or more uh, materials on this guy. And you can make him uh, shuffle cards to the opponent deck. So this comes with quick effect removal, which is very strong, 3,600. I'm not sure if you'll be able to pull this off. Like, it's kind of hard to do, but let's go through some of the other cards. Super Quantal Mech Beast Aeroboros. This is a rank 4 machine, wind, 2 level 4 monsters, 2,200, 2,400. Cannot attack him unless it has XZ's material. Once per turn, you can detach an XZ's material from this card, target one card, one other face-up monster in the field, and change it to face-down defense. 
Once this effect can be activated during either player's turn, if you have the green layer as XZ's material, once per turn you can attach a super quantum card from your hand or field to this card as XZ's material. This is very good. The quick effect flip face down during your opponent's turn. They can play a monster flip face down, basically have no effects. So this is super strong turn one play control card. Pretty good card. Super Quantum Green Lair. Wind level 4 Spellcaster, 1600, 1400. When this card is normal or special summoned, you can special summon a Super Quant monster from your hand. If this card is sent to the graveyard, you can discard one Super Quant card, draw a card. Basically, this is part of the Aeroboros. You detach this card as material, and then you could draw one, discard one. So, it lets you shuffle through your deck, but it's more importantly... A part of the Aeroboros. Okay, next card is the Super Quantal Fairy Alphan. This is a level 1 Light Fairy, 0, 0. Once per turn, you can target a Super Quant monster you control. All face-up monsters you control become that level. You can tribute this card, reveal three Super Quant monsters with different names from your deck. Your opponent randomly picks one for you, a special summon to the field. And you send the rest to the graveyard. This is a weird card. It does a lot of different things. Changes all of the monsters to the same level. So you can kind of modulate whether you want a level like a rank 5, of a 3, or a 4. So the Magna Liger is 5, the Grand Pulse is 3, and the Aeroboros is 4. So really depending on what you want. And then you can tribute them and special summon. Tribute this card and special summon anyone from the deck. Your opponent gets to pick it though. I don't know if this is like a really necessary card because it's pretty easy to actually summon these other guys, so I don't know. Right, this is a pretty good card though. Super Quantal Mech Ship Magna Carrier. This is a field spell. Discard a card, target a Super Quantal Quantum Monster you control. Special summon from your extra deck one Super Quantal Mech Beast XZ's monster with the same attribute. Using that monster you control as material. You can send this card from the field zone to the graveyard, then target three Super Quantal Mech Beast XZ's monsters with different names you control or in the graveyard special summon the um, Super Quantal Mech King, Mech King Great Magnus from your extra deck and attach all attach the targeted monsters and their materials to it as a material. Those cards let you automatically summon the... Um, Xyz monsters, so you could turn green layer into Aeroboros, you could turn blue layer into Grand Pulse, and you could turn red layer into Magna Liger. Now the big ability is if you have all three of those monsters uh, on the field or in the graveyard, you can turn them all into the uh, rank 12 guy, the Super Quantal Mech King Great Magnus, and then you combine all the materials into it. So I guess you could conceivably have four or more or six or more materials. Those are a pretty good field spell, all things considered. Finally, the Super Quantal Mech Sword. If I can find it. Super Quantal Mech Sword Magnus Slayer. Full name. If I can find the card. Alright. 
The trap card, target one Super Quant XZ's monster you control. Equip this card to it. It gains attack equal to its rank times 100. Also, if it attacks the defense monster, inflict piercing. During your battle phase, you can send this to the graveyard. The monster that was equipped with this card can make three attacks during each battle phase this turn. This is like a win more card. Um, buffs attack. Does piercing, so it's really good. Uh, the Magma Liger is going to hit for 3100. The Grand Pulse is going to hit for 21. And then the Arrow Boros will hit for 26. I don't say this is like a super necessary card, but can you hit for OTK, I guess? Not not like the... Not a card you would want to run three of, I would say, but it's something. Alright, let's finish off with the War Rocks. I'll go through these briefly. War Rock Forsha is basically a level 4, 1700, 1700. Uh, when your Earth Warriors battle, you can add a War Rock from your deck to your hand. So it's basically the whole thing. And then all your monsters gain 200 attack. The next... Uh, all the level 4 monsters, they have the same ability where when they're sent to the graveyard by card effect, you can special summon a level 5 or higher War Rock from the deck. So that lets you cheat out the uh, Meteor Reagan. War Rock Gactos is a level 4, 1900-1900. And basically this is a guy you want as your turn 2. So I mean your, your second play. So you normal summon 1. This guy comes out for free from your hand. So this only exists not to be normal summoned. This exists to be special summoned straight from the hand. And then that, then you can play your War Rock Mountain. And then you can special summon the Meteor Reagan. Basically, that's the whole play there, right? This guy doesn't do anything special besides co come out as a free special summon. War Rock Wento. This, is, uh, this card looks a little different, but she's... Uh, 1800, 1800, level 4. And then basically you can quick effect pay 800 life points and gain 800 attack for any of your Earth Warrior monsters. So this is like a uh, combat trick against your opponent. War Rock Dignity is a quick play spell. Very good one. You must control a War Rock monster to activate these effects. When a monster your opponent controls activates its effects, negate that effect. Or... During the battle phase when your opponent activates a spell or trap, or a monster effect, negate that effect. Quick play spell, pretty much like uh, Forbidden Chalice, without buffing them, so you, they can negate their effects. And then, also it could be like uh, Anti-Magic Arrows, where during the battle phase, you can negate the spell, trap, or monster effect. So this, uh, this card is like an automatic 3 of you want to run this card. Uh, a little situational, but you can get these War Rocks on the board, and then you get to use this card. So, pretty good card. As it covers so many different things. Like, you could... This covers a few different... Like, you don't have to run MST anymore if you have this card, for example. You don't have to run Forbidden Chalice, Forbidden Lands, if you have this card. War Rocks also run some level 5 monsters. War Rock Orpus, this is a level 5, 2100, 2100. If you control no monsters or all monsters you control are warriors, you can normal summon this card without tributing. If the Earth Warrior battles, after battle damage calculations, send a Earth Warrior from your deck to the graveyard. This is not a great card. Not a card you want to run a lot of. Um, kind of, if, if you have a monster, you can't. You have to tribute summon to this card. So I don't really see the point of this card. Similarly, War Rock Mamoud's level 5, 2000, 2000. 
If you control no monsters or all monsters you control are warriors, you can normal summon this without tributing. If an earth warrior battles, you can target a spell or trap your opponent controls and destroy it. Those cards are a little better, I think. Um, instead of setting up some deck disposal, you can just destroy a spell or trap. But then, like, they should have activated against you already, but I don't really see a point in these level 5 cards. Similarly, I do not see a point in the Warrock Spirit quick play spell. During the battle phase, target a Warrock monster in your graveyard and activate one of these effects. Special summon that target and attack, but then its effects are negated and it cannot attack directly. Or special summon a target in defense, and the first time each Warrock monster will be destroyed by battle, it's not destroyed. Weird card. Um, you're special summoning a monster that can't attack directly. And then, like, it's kind of just around. Like, it's in defense, but then your monster can't get destroyed. I, I, I don't get the point of that card. Uh, there's, like, a lot of other stray cards in these R's and N's. Uh, they have a lot of repeated cards. That's one thing. They have the, um, the, what are these cards called? Mythical Beast Synergy cards, so Dark Summoning Beast. Fire Formation Tensons a repeat. They have Hyper Blaze, which is another Mythical Beast card. Light Sworn Judgment is for Light Sworns and Judgment Dragons, so this is not really for the um, not for the uh, Light Sworn Mill, but for Light Sworn Judgment Dragon deck. Greedy Saramaya is a rank five. Shimoji Soldier is a rank one. It's a weird card. These other cards are repeated. And in the N rarity cards, nothing too amazing. Dummy Golem's kind of like uh, Santa Claus, so you get to switch monsters. Fire Formation Ingen's a new uh, continuous spell from Fire Formation. Backpot 7 is a uh, auto-win card, so... When this card's activated, shuffle this card from the field to the deck. When this is sent to the graveyard by card effect, you can banish this. If all three of your jackpot seven are banished, you can win the duel. Okay, so you have to get your opponent to banish all three of them. Good luck with that. Incarnated Machine Angel. So this is a, a Cyber Angel card. Cyber Angel Ritual Monsters cannot be destroyed by battle. When you take battle or a card effect, Take damage from a battle or opponent card effect. You can tribute a Cyber Angel Ritual Monster. Special summon another Cyber Angel from the hand. This is not uh, not really a good card. Card called Life Equalizer. Yeah, the other cards don't really they don't really excite me too much. But yeah, I think this box is pretty good. Um, you can definitely hit some King of Games decks with this. Play a new archetype to give us so many gems. Get something cooking. I think Super Quant is going to be fun to play, I think. Super Quant's fun to play. War Rock's just good. Fossils are pretty fun. I'm sure there's something in this box for you to do. Alright, so next week we might just talk about Master Duels. There might be some new cards there. 
Upcoming news in Duel Links mid-July, Shadow Memories Bakora, New York Hard Zombie Power Struggle and Skill Master of Advanced Rights, Mission Circuit, SR Card Twilight Rose Knight, Paradox Returns with Megamorph and Revenge Rally, and late July, Wave Duel Scramble, Duel Links Mission Research, and a new Legendary Duelist. That is it. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to this podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. Search, check out the podcast and more at the website, thedualassessment.wordpress.com, where you can also find all of the old episodes. Email me with anything at thedualassessment at gmail.com, or you can find me at Twitter at dual underscore assessment, or my own account at Green Ranger CCG. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.